Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Know Your Neighbor podcast. This is your co-host, Whit Richardson, and we are joined by our lovely Allison Geist, who's also the co-host. Hey, Whit. How's it going today? It's great. I'm really excited to be able to share another afternoon with you. Same here. And we are excited that Chris Kubis from uh, the Granite Association in Elberton is joining us today. And for somebody who knew nothing about Granite, it is fascinating all they can do uh, with just what I consider rocks. And it's a lot more than that. So we hope that you'll enjoy this interview and learn a bit of all the work that's being done in Elbert County. Welcome to Chris Kubis. We are thrilled to have you join us today. You have been in Northeast Georgia for some 20 odd years now, working in a variety of different ways. Do you mind talking to us about how you managed to get yourself into this region? Actually, uh, originally located down in South Georgia, I took a job with the military. Um, and I was working down in Albany on the Marine Corps Logistics Base and uh, worked there for just a short period of time. And a job opportunity opened up in Athens and I applied for it. And uh, so my wife and I moved from South Georgia uh, to uh, the Northeast Georgia area here. And um, I took a job in Athens with the fire department and she uh, took a job here in Elberton. and. We just decided to locate here, and we've been here ever since. You say you came to Athens and worked with the fire department. You were a hazardous materials technician, is that correct? I was at the very uh, end of my career. I I started there uh, in 1996, and uh, I was there for about 18 and a half years and uh, worked at uh, various different uh, fire stations throughout Athens and uh, ultimately uh, became a uh, hazardous materials technician and uh, was where I finished out my career was at uh, the station that does that uh, function of fire department. So what drew you to working as a firefighter with the fire department? I I had been in the military after high school and uh, then spent eight years uh, with the military then got out and was looking for something else to do in a service related capacity. the fire department is a, is a very big interest, industry out in the West, out in California. And so I migrated towards that and uh, went on and got uh, a college degree in, in, in fire service and uh, was looking for jobs out on the West Coast when I landed the job with the military base in Albany and, and decided to take it and make a move from the West Coast out to, out to Georgia. Wow. Well, that's quite the jump. Um, but <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so when you guys moved up to Northeast Georgia, when you were working in Athens, your wife got a job in Elberton and you and you guys made that home be- base. Um, what is it about Elberton that you guys have enjoyed? Because that's, I don't think people have the luxury of getting to go to Elberton as often as some. And it's it's a beautiful little town. I love your downtown. You have to want to come to Elberton to get to Elberton. It's not something you just pass by. Um, when we actually looked at um, Elberton when she got the job offer, we pretty much chose this sight unseen. We moved here 
not knowing a soul in town. We have no family and no friends here. We literally came here, I think I was 30, 30, in fact, I know I was 30 years old and my wife was 28. We came here not knowing a soul. And uh, we just thought that it would be uh, a nice place, um, different from where we had been in a big city and decided we wanted to try a small town. And since she worked every day and I only worked every third day, the fire department, we thought it would be natural for us to be closer to her place of work. And so we chose Elberton. Um, it's really quite a beautiful community and area. It sits right on a lake and, and has a lot of really great, uh, um, you know, small town features in it that we really have grown to enjoy. So I think it was a good choice for us and we're happy that we're here. So you are now with the Elberton Granite Association, and that's a very specific industry. There are a lot of nuances to it, I would bet. There are. Um, I took the job here with the Granite Association in 2014. There was an opportunity for me to come uh, to run the association. Um, I do not have any granite-related uh, skills. Uh, I have no background in granite, but I, I did have... Uh, management and uh, they needed somebody to manage this uh, association in the office and so I applied for it and ultimately they chose me and um, I've been here now six years and it's really been a great opportunity for me I've really enjoyed all of it uh, learning something new and getting a chance to uh, be involved with um, this industry is is really unique and I, I really find a lot of value in it uh, you know, they've been doing granite-related quarrying and operations here since the 1870s, approximately. So to be involved with an industry that's still doing the same type of work for over 100, almost 150 years now is, is really satisfying to me. It's one of the last industries of its kind here in America that's still operating basically the way it was back 150 years ago. I mean, obviously, the technology's changed. Of the way we do things, but it's we're still doing the same processes, and it's it's very satisfying to be involved with that. Elberton, as a town, is the granite capital of the world, or is so known. Is that correct? That's what we tend to call ourselves. Yes, and in reality, we we really do produce probably the most amount of granite-related products um, anywhere in the world. Uh, Elberton has more of the granite manufacturing facilities and quarries in one location in this small North Georgia town than pretty much any place else. Um, and we probably, sh we probably manufacture and ship out, I would say at least half of all of the uh, headstones in the United States come out of Elberton, Georgia, along with a variety of other monuments and memorials and different granite related products from anything from signage that somebody would use at a business to huge war memorials and military and veterans monuments. Uh, a lot of that comes out of Elberton. So we are a big player in the granite industry. Yeah, and so you, as being involved with the association, how many people do you work with, do you encounter in this industry? How, I mean, are you out and about with people all the time? What is this looking like? Well, I've got, uh, I've got seven employees here in the office uh, that run the association, but I've got 85 members that range from granite quarry 
operations to manufacturing plants to support uh, companies that do all sorts of support functions for the industry, trucking companies, tool making companies, uh, supply companies, different things like that. Um, so it's just a, you know, it's a big variety of, of businesses up here. Uh, I, I would say that probably we have in the neighborhood of over 2000 granite employees here in Elberton um, that are in, in the manufacturing process in some capacity here. So that's it's a, a good large industry, yeah, for this Northeast Georgia community. Yeah, that's a huge employer. And, and one that, you know, before we started this, you mentioned you've been in the office because y'all are considered essential, um, at least some of what y'all are doing, correct? We are because the granite that we quarry, in addition to uh, making monuments and memorials, we also quarry a lot of granite that's used in infrastructure. Um, we, we, we create a product called curbing, which is used up north, and they actually use it in roadway, roadway construction. So uh, we had to keep uh, processing that because they're continuing their infrastructure uh, projects up north. And so our pouring operations stay in business. And then also, um, you know, obviously funerals and things of that nature continue to go on. And the products that we make uh, are used in the funeral process. Well, I'm glad that you guys have been able to keep people employed and keep people busy and keep people working and creating products that are useful for our whole country. What have you been involved in and what draws you to the community service you do? You know, I, I've been in a service-related capacity my entire working career, whether it was in the military or the fire service. It's, I've always done something along these lines. And although I, I've not been as involved in organizations and service functions because of my work in the fire department i feel like now since i'm in this industry and, and this job capacity where i'm more of an eight to five job that i have more opportunity to to, to do those things and to take advantage of being a, a member of, of some of these different boards and groups there's been a lot of people before me that have done them and you know they've gone on and if we want these to continue then somebody has to step up and do these things. And I feel like, you know, it's my time now since I'm here. I try to take advantage of the opportunities I get to work on these things. And, uh, you know, some of them are only for a year or two. And then others of them, like uh, Athens Technical College and uh, the Northeast Georgia Regional Commission for Workforce Development are longer uh, commitments that I've stayed with for a number of years. Those are the two you just mentioned really focus on youth and young adult work development education. Was there something that drew you into that or is that just based on the work that you do? What drew you to uh, serving in those capacities? Well, with Athens Tech, I sit on its foundation board. So we're more focused on the foundation and supporting the college. And I think that it's important that um, you know, the, the college stays relevant. Obviously, they offer so much to students that uh, may not be going into a four-year university type uh, environment. Um, there's a lot of opportunities for the students to gain knowledge, practical knowledge in things like, uh, you know, welding and industrial maintenance. And then, you know, those things directly tie back into our granite industry. And then also, you know, there's a lot of medical, nursing, and, and things of that nature that, 
you know, useful in the communities, um, you know, for kids or for anybody really that, that does not have, a, you know, a pathway set to a four-year university, you can really make a lot out of your life by going to something like Mathis Tech. So I, I really feel strongly about that. Um, for something like the Workforce uh, Innovation Innovation uh, Board that I sit on for the Northeast Georgia Regional Commission, you know, we're all about trying to create job opportunities for people that are looking for employment. They might have been dislocated workers or they're, um, you know, a, an older workforce that's getting back into trying to, to work and find a job and trying to, you know, offer these types of um, programs and services through the through the Department of Labor is just really important. I mean, we, we need employment. We need people that are looking for the opportunity to work. And so by propping up these services, uh, I feel like I'm helping to create pathways back to us again here in the grand industry and to other industries. That workforce development makes not only that person stronger, but it makes the community stronger as a whole. Absolutely, and and you're absolutely right. There, there are a lot of people that it's very daunting if you find yourself in a life-changing situation and you have to go back to work, or if uh, the company that you were with, you know, closes up and you have to, you know, start over again. A lot of times they don't know what to do and how to do it, and uh, you know, the Department of Labor is a great place to start, and then support programs like you know. Uh, WIOA really, you know, affords people the opportunity to get back involved with it again. Uh, really gives them the uh, the skills and the tools that they need uh, to start over. So it is a very important program that uh, I feel like you know I want to stay with. So, what is your advice for those who are looking to join the re workforce or have recently been laid off? What is your advice to them of how they can get going and get back on their feet with um, a job that they're hopefully going to feel fulfilled by and um, can maintain. Well, I can tell you that in, in our environment right now in this this climate, uh, there is a job for everybody if you want one. Uh, we have no shortage of, of opportunities. I know that in the granite industry, we have many jobs that are available and they pay very good wages. You, you have to understand that it requires work. And a lot of people, I think, are losing sight of that. Um, they, they forget that a job is actually going to work. <laughs> That's the first thing, is you have to have an attitude of, I'm going to have to get up and go to work every, every day and be accountable. Uh, if you can get by that, then, you know, places like uh, Athens Tech uh, has services that will help you with career pathways to get jobs. I know that a number of the programs that we have at Athens Tech we have been successful in having people get hired right out of the uh, programs. In many cases, before they've even finished their program, they are getting hired, and in, in some cases, for very, very large uh, starting salaries, depending on what the, uh, the, the need is. If people want to know more about the granite industry or want to look for jobs there, what is the best way for somebody to do that? It, they can find out more about the granite industry uh, through our website, which is uh, egaonline.com. There's content about the uh, industry and about the members and, uh, and all of the manufacturers and, and things like that you can find that on our website. It does take you know, some time for you to, 
to, to learn those skills. And they can be taught, and they are taught within the granite plants themselves. Uh, you have to have an aptitude for it, and sometimes it just takes working around uh, the, the environment for you to start to pick it up. I can tell you that uh, if you come and work at one of our plants, let's just say as, um, you know, picking up the, as, as the granite is being processed, there's a lot of waste material that accumulates, and that all has to be picked up and moved out of the way. Um, it's a never-ending job, and so most of the time that's where people start at, is, is picking up what we, what we call them sprawls, and they're the pieces that get knocked off of the granite as it's being produced. Coming to work and, and, and working at that position, uh, you start to see other things go on, and if you can show that you're willing to do that, many times the uh, owners will be reaching out immediately to see what else you want to take advantage of, and they'll start putting uh, people into positions to learn how to sandblast or learn how to run the crane or learn how to do stone cutting or any number of different things within the plants. But uh, again, you have to understand that it's, you know, it's work. It's hard work. It's a very, very raw environment. It's not a clean environment. Uh, there's a lot of benefits in working in one of our manufacturing plants. One of the things that I've been working on, and I've been doing this with um, the Northeast Georgia Regional Commission is we're trying to put together some training type environments that we can run that um, will give skills and we can start teaching to people that come from outside that want to get into the granite industry. So we're looking at that. We've, we've been looking at funding mechanisms for that and how we would set those programs up. I've got somebody that uh, we're working on. We're trying to write some curriculum because none of this has ever been uh, laid out before. It's always just been taught in-house, but as we get further and further along with uh, the people with experience starting to leave, if we don't start training some new people, you know, obviously it's going to be problematic for us. So we're trying to address that now so that we continue to have a steady labor stream. And currently we don't have that vehicle right now uh, for people that are from outside the community, you know, like for instance, our high school here has a granite lab. So a lot of our students actually go through a granite lab as a pathways program where they're, they're trained and taught about working with granite uh, machinery and with the industry. And so uh, the students get that background-based knowledge and a lot of them work in the sheds and the plants during the summer months. Um, and some of them stay and then a lot of them they, they take that knowledge and they, they decide to go off and they want to move to Athens and they want to move to Atlanta or wherever else to get away from the small town life. Sometimes they come back um, and it's good that they've had that base knowledge and they can kind of get back in. Other times they don't come back. So we have to be able to replenish our workforce and, and that's what I'm hoping to do by working with uh, you know, that Northeast Georgia Regional Commission, WIOA. So. There's opportunity for you to work here. In fact, uh, some of the people we have working in our industry right now may not have ever graduated uh, high school. And there you have uh, very successful jobs making really good money, actually, um, in our industry without, without really much um, higher education to speak of, if, if any at all. We, we will take anybody, really, that, that's willing to work and we can find employment for them. And in many cases, the, the, the job opportunity becomes very great and the pay becomes very great. 
because we, you know, we're, we are in need. So we're changing the granite industry some in some ways to try to to make it more applicable to um, what's going on in 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 today's world. Trying to trying to bridge that gap between the, the manufacturing plants that have been here since you know the 1900s to what's actually going on in our global world today. I really feel like that's one of the things that I'm I'm doing here is 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 making that bridge and and trying to to entice people to come and to be a part of what we've got going on here and show them the opportunities that exist for them here uh, in this industry. So I, I do feel really good about it. Nobody really thinks about it when they see a headstone out in the cemetery. They just don't think about where it comes from, what goes on with it. Um, it's like anything that you would go to one of the big box stores and, and buy. You don't think about where it comes from. But when you come here and you see actually where it starts in the earth to where it ends up, and the craftsmanship and, and things of that nature that go into it. It's, it's utterly amazing. Technology is a big part of what we do. Uh, so people get a lot of uh, a misnomer about the industry that is just total hands-on. And there is a lot of that, but there is a lot of room for artistic work, uh, technology work, and uh, a lot of uh, you know future uh, with, with 3D printing and things of that nature that can be adapted into, into our industry to help us. So uh, lots of opportunities for people that have skills to come in here and make, you know, really great wages working in this industry. So many opportunities for so many different people. So I appreciate you sharing all of that for telling us what opportunities exist and the diversity of it. And for those who are listening and you're interested in tuning in, remember that egaonline.com if you want to learn more and we are so grateful for your time chris thank you and just yeah come up and visit the museum and see the museum and see how the industry started and uh um it's a, it's a great little museum up here in elberton it's free it's open uh to the public um monday through saturday um and it's a you know it's a free thing to bring up here it's really interesting and uh, give you a great overview of what we do here Perfect. For those of you with kids, this is a good opportunity yes. for you guys to go learn something, take your kids out, and um, have an adventure. Thank, Thank you. you so yes. much. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks to Chris Kubis and to all of you for tuning in for another episode of Know Your Neighbor. Remember that we post these episodes every week on Wednesday on all podcast platform. So we hope you'll tune in for our next episode next week. Until then, we hope you'll live united. Mm -hmm.